This is a Kitty Pod production. Welcome to episode number 169 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt. I'm the man of power, the man of the power. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. I'm your pre-owned. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. And I'm coming to you from the rolling hills of Saratoga County once again. It is now early December 2022. I certainly hope that you had a great holiday weekend. That was last weekend as I record this. And you're knee-deep into the holiday season. We're right in the thick of it, folks. I had some adventures recently on that front, and I will tell you all about them in the next episode. Because what I want to do is recap my Thanksgiving and talk about some other stuff as well. That's the dryer going off, sorry, in case you're hearing that in the background. Before we get to the social media, you may have heard a little different intro than what you've been used to. We usually do the bare bones stuff, but unfortunately, we mourned the passing recently of Irene Cara. That was her big hit you heard playing in the background from the movie Flashdance. In fact, that was a title track from the movie. Irene Cara was famous for that, but previously she was also... Famous in the TV movie that later became a series, Fame. I wasn't around for that one, so I can't really speak much to that. So rest in peace, Irene Kerr. And also took out some of the elements of the 605 Super Podcast or what used to be it. I wanted to send my condolences to the great Brian Last, host of what's now called The Mothership. And president and CEO of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Sadly, his father passed away, so we wanted to... Send the condolences and sympathies to the last family during what has to be a very difficult time. You really don't want to lose a parent or a loved one, especially here in the holiday season. So there you have it right there. All right, now to the social media. You can follow this podcast on Instagram, at Keep It To Yourself Podcast, and on Facebook. So check those sites out. I have content coming on there with the Instagram. Get previews of episodes before they drop. A little teaser, a little sous-son, if you will, with what you're going to be hearing coming up soon. So check those out there. Well, sir, after relaxing that afternoon, I decided I was going to go to the hipster haven of the capital region. And this is going to mark the return of a segment that was once a staple of this podcast. If you listen to the bonus episode that dropped over the weekend, you know of what I speak. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for yet another Return to the Collar City in Tales of Franklin Alley. In the first of two, count them two visits to the Collar City over the holiday weekend. 
on the Friday night, I went over to Franklin Alley Social Club to participate in my first ever karaoke event. But not just any karaoke, mind you. We're talking bands like Morrissey and Joy Division, The Smiths, and I later found out Weezer, and of course Fall Out Boy I remember from way back when. So I went over, you know, Frank was there. It took him a little while to show up. I went over the bar, had myself a cream soda. I didn't see any of those non-alcoholic things I saw earlier on the menu. I don't know, that might have been for uh, what they did the night before Thanksgiving. Didn't see on the menu anywhere. It's like, well, if I just saved myself some money, I'll just get a cream soda and knock that down. Had a couple of glasses of water afterwards, but there you go right there. So, I mean, this is where, Franklin Alley, this is where I used to do trivia way back when, not too long ago, pre-COVID times, if you will. And a member of our trivia team and his girlfriend were there at the bar hanging out. Almost didn't recognize him at first, been so long since last I saw him. So it took a little while. We got things going with karaoke, signed up. And I said, well, I'm going to go off menu here. I already know a little bit about emo. So when it was my turn to put my name down on the list, I wound up selecting Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart because I was of the thinking that Songs by like Morrissey or the Smith would be a little out of my vocal range. I can't hit the high notes with a deep voice. So it would just be absolute disaster. I mean, karaoke gets a bad rap, but there you have it. I mean, I would have really made a mockery of the whole thing, I thought. But in any event, I was fifth on the list, and there were a lot more people that signed up. Well, I would have been fifth, but I was actually fourth. The guy who was second to sign up. Wound up, uh, I don't know what happened. He might have chickened out or hit himself. I really don't know what happened to that poor fella. So that meant I was actually a fourth to go. And I really crushed it in the eyes of Mr. Sakari. So it was great to witness that again. Post it on the social media. It's on both my civilian Instagram and the Keep It To Yourself Instagram page. So if you want to see a little clip of me in action... You'll be able to see that. So there you go. That's why you got to follow the old IGs, as the kids say. So I had a great time. Got a little louder in there and pretty crowded. By the time uh, 8.30 rolled around, I looked over. The bouncer would come in to check IDs and whatnot. So that was it right there. Went out the door and went back home. And then the following morning, this morning as I record this, I go over to the Collar City but obviously not the Franklin Alley. It's like the morning. It's Small Business Saturday. And there are some places that I wanted to reconnect with. I haven't been there since pre-COVID. So I went over to the Superior Merchandise Company. Not a sponsor, but I want to give them the shout out. Got me a hot chocolate with oat milk. It was a little pricey, but what the heck? What is it these days with all this inflation running around? Then I just made my way through... The real action area of downtown Troy was early on, so there weren't that many people out on the streets. I did get a uh, come on from a guy in a wheelchair. It almost reminded me of the opening scene of Trading Places <laughs> for some strange reason. Then what looked to be a legit little organization right outside the Troy Atrium as I made my way through the farmer's market. Rolled around there, just browsed, didn't really get anything, and then just went back in my car and... So that was it. The rest of the holiday weekend was quite uneventful. And with that, we say this has been Tales of Franklin Alley slash The Collar City Thanksgiving Weekend Edition. You're welcome, America. And you're welcome to it, bud. I'll get out of here, will you? 
All right, folks, I'm going to level with you. I really had no idea what I was going to have for the main segment of this episode. Well, neither did I. Okay, get out of here. All right, so what I say I do is continue on with my stretch project called 10 from 40, which is, you know, 10 of my favorite things, you know, music, sports, pop culture, whatever. And we're doing a festive one here. It's called 10 from 40 Holiday Traditions. However... We have a bit of a twist here. I've split this list into five different items. Well, two categories of same. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the fearful five and the fit five. I know those names are lame. and I don't want that guy to come back to call me out on whatever bullshit I'm trying to peddle here. But such is the case. I'll come up with better names. But then again, the 40th anniversary year is going to be over. So I'm going to be left with regrets about not doing any more of these when I had the chance. But, you know, that's the way it is. All right, so we're going to start with my bottom five and top five. Actually, we're going to start with the former right here. And these are my least little favorite things of the holiday season. So kind of a Mount Rushmore, Death Valley kind of a deal. Well, first up, number 10, it has to do with holiday wish lists. Now, I still make holiday wish lists even though I'm a grown man of near 40 to score. And it's figuring out, when do you make the strike? Now, in the pre-inflation era in which we all lived, I knew to make my wish list sometime before or after Thanksgiving. But now, this year, it was like, okay, when am I going to pull the trigger? So I said, right after Halloween, I'm going to get on the horn and take care of biz. Uh, that whole deal. So it's getting the wish list down. Number nine, decorating the house. Now, you may recall I decorated the house last week. Actually, I didn't say it. Well, I didn't listen, so what are you talking about? Oh, will you get out of here? Jeez. Number nine and a half, that guy. <laughs> Number nine is decorating the house. We did that weekend before last. And it, I, you know, I had to wait for my dad to come home so he could bring up the artificial Christmas tree. And I'm looking right at it here in the living room at Bullet House, taking pride of place. And that's going to drive my dad bad. He's going to be out in the near cold, thank you, climate change, to rig up the lights outside the house. And it's really quite a display we have going on here. And, of course, it's not just the lights on the tree. There's all the ornaments. There's all the fake poinsettia plants. Got those here in the living room at Bullet House. Got the string of fake poinsettias. There's some fake garland that we have in the railing going upstairs. Right in the coffee table in front of me, we got this whole nativity scene put out and some extra decorations put on there. So it can be a real hassle. We've been going all out the last few years with decorating the house for Christmas time. Start that right after Thanksgiving. All right, number eight, buying gifts. A wish list is going to come up here in just a second, but you know, once I get you know what my dad wants, what he thinks I should get for his fiance, what I should get for my sister, her husband, and my nephew, it's a bit of a hassle going to buy these gifts. Now, I've been asking for gift cards on the wish list. This ties into number seven, spoilers, writing down the wish list, thinking of what you want. I'm an awfully hard person to shop for. So, I just ask mostly for gift cards. I used to do, like, specific stuff. Now it's like the older I get, it's... I saw this thing on Facebook here. It said, the older I get, it's... I'm an awful hard person to get gifts for because the things I want you just can't buy at a store or go online to Amazon not a sponsor and all that stuff it's not a commodity it's just experiences and 
you know, existential stuff. I don't know how else to explain it. And I don't want that guy to come back again to come bullshit me. You know what I'm saying? So buying gifts and figuring out what you want your loved ones to get for you. And also on top of that, it's my birthday and Christmas fall within nine days of each other. All right, number six, and this is autism related. I may have covered this on a previous episode. If I haven't, I beg your forgiveness. And that's disruption to the routine. Now, being on the autism spectrum, the high functioning end that is, you have your set routine. You do things at certain times during the day. Well, when you get the holiday season, you know, there's a favorite show you might want to watch and you're all bummed out because you can't watch it. Prime example is Jeopardy because... Where I live, much like most parts of the country, Jeopardy is aired on an ABC affiliate. And more often than not, Christmas Day and ABC equals NBA basketball. So I want to watch Jeopardy, but all of a sudden I can't because there's all these basketball games going on. Unless Christmas falls on a weekend like it's going to this year and it did last year. So there's that. The only time I saw a Christmas episode is what turned out to be the last one hosted by the late, great Alex Trebek, and it aired two weeks later. So there's that. All right, so my bottom five, number 10, when to write out your wish list or when to make your wish list and give it to your loved ones. Number nine, decorating the house. Number eight, buying gifts. Number seven, writing down the wish list. Actually, you know what? Number seven, the guy who interrupts me every time. <laughs> That's all year round. And number six, disruption to routine. Okay, we got the bad stuff out of the way. It's good vibes only from here on out. As we go to the top five, and that is number five, cashing in the gift cards after you've gone for a birthday or Christmas. Now, there's one retailer whom I will not mention. You have to wait till the day after Christmas to cash in your card and use it to pay for your whatever goodies they have on sale over there. Take advantage of the post-holiday sales if you will. And, you know, I just usually parse those out. Those are usually gone by springtime. Though there's two I got last year. I still have money on them. I got to spend them down really, really quick. PDQ. ASAP. You get it. All right, number four. Time off work. Now, this is one part of the routine that I don't mind having disrupted. It's like having all the time to go to these stores and, you know, just goof off, lay around, do things you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm not going to be afforded this luxury as much as I was in years previous. So to that end, they gave us four floating holidays that we can use. This applies only up north, but the four floating holidays are on this side of the border. So I'll be taking time off around and after New Year's. So there you go right there. So taking time off. Not as much as I have in past years, but there you have it. It's better than nothing. Number three, all the holiday events that go on here in New York's capital region, especially in the rolling hills of Saratoga County, I'm going to talk about them in the next episode, the Victorian Streetwalk in Saratoga Springs, the Victorian Stroll in Troy. Shout out Frank Zakari and his ex-wife Heidi. I'll talk about my experiences at both these events next week. And... All the other stuff going on. Not the Christmas parade in Schenectady, which is held the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And all the other stuff going on here. All the trapping of the holiday season. I'm looking at my neighborhood here. And some of my neighbors have their holiday displays going. Some rather nice ones, too. In fact, I was at work today. The guy that lives 
across the road from us was rigging up his lights around the lamppost in the front yard. But I digress. So all the events going on that surround this holiday season. Continuing on with the list, number two, and it's rather bittersweet. I don't know why I ranked it this high. New Year's Day in Saratoga. Not New Year's Eve the night before, but rather the morning after the night before. In past years when first night in Saratoga Springs was a thing, I had a little silly tradition mid-morning after I was done at the Racino and started my year by giving to charity. After I went to this bookstore downtown, use up my gift card, that is if I had one, or even if I didn't, I would just spend the time tromping around town, going through like Caroline Street, you know, file it right around the bar areas, and you just see all the detritus from the night before, like hats, first night programs, noisemakers, and even the odd beer can or two, just the flotsam and jetsam getting left behind, all the memories that remained from the night previous when we bid the old year adieu and we welcomed in the new year. So there's that, you know, just going around town too. And number one of my fair holiday traditions is all the holiday-related media that comes on the air. Now, I know this ties in with number six, disruption and routine, but if it's something that I really enjoy, I look forward to it and just embrace it with open arms. Now, it's a shame that the Peanut specials, especially Charlie Brown Christmas, are no longer being aired on regular broadcast television. But thankfully, I have, uh, I've had an iTunes subscription for many years now. And at the time, I wound up purchasing you know, Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, all that stuff, so I can watch it whenever I like. And it's some good stuff right there. I should probably watch it between now and when this holiday season wraps up. Also, The Grinch, I have that as well. And some other stuff, too. And there's also holiday music. I have a whole playlist on Spotify where you can also listen to this podcast, too. Just flip between the two and there you go. It'll really wreck your head. <laughs> and also, uh, there's podcasts. You know, I go through their back catalog and listen to their holiday episodes from years past, especially if it's a podcast that I really enjoy. So there you have it right there. All right, to recap, the bottom five, number 10, when to make the wish list, number nine, decorating the house, number eight, buying gifts, number seven, the man who keeps interrupting me every episode, number six, disruption to the routine, and the top five are number five, cashing in gift cards, going shopping, because Ashley's be shopping, number four, time off work for the holiday, Number three, holiday events here in New York's capital region in the Rolling Hills. Number two, New Year's Day in the old hometown. And number one, consumption of holiday media, music, chief among them. So there you have it. 10 from 40, Christmas slash New Year slash holiday traditions. Okay, folks, more Aussie time as we get ready to end the episode. I really didn't like some of the games on the slate for the NFL. And Army-Navy, well, throw the record books out. I'm sure both teams would want to do the same thing. So no sports talk on this episode. All you non-sports fans will be happy to hear that. I will get into it a little bit. I'm recording this the day that Aaron Judge re-signed with the New York Yankees. A nine-year deal. Over the life of the deal, it will be $360 million. Now, I've read some stuff saying that there's going to be some pressure now on the Yankees to get a World Series to justify that massive amount of the contract as it wasn't exorbitant enough already on the face of it so just wanted to address that there i'm happy i'm also a little nervous at the same time 
All right, now let's get to the pod shout-outs here. First up, GFA Live. Peter Winston and Keith Langston went off the WWE path and decided to do a live watch of an episode of NWA Pro that aired October 8th, 1988. You can follow Pete's podcast at GF Allentown Pod on Twitter. And also check out his YouTube channel. Some very interesting stuff there. The Sportscasters with Steve Bennett. We went all hockey for this one. Steve had on Greg Wyshynski of ESPN. You may remember him as the Puck Daddy at Yahoo Sports. And Christopher Price in his book about the Hartford Whalers. You can follow Steve's podcast on Twitter at sports underscore casters and on Instagram at sportscasters. All one word. It's also the Break It Down show of P.A. Turner. Pete had Chelsea Rustrum, Chucho Escudo, that's his name, don't wear it out, and Cornell Carter and Matt Hoy. And that will do it for this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, number 169 in the series. I thank you as ever for listening. Never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. By the time you hear me, I'm likely to be one year older, and given this year is 2022, you know what that means. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! That's right, Mike Gundy, you magnificent bastard. So, I'll probably do one more between now and our holiday shitfest 2022. Not sure what we're going to have for guests or what the heck we're even going to talk about. But it's going to be good listening to close out this year, 2022. That much, I can assure you. Now, we pay tribute to a recently deceased recording artist with Irene Cara. Unfortunately, since last I spoke, you listened. We also lost Christine McVie, one of the founding members of a band called Fleetwood Mac. And this is my favorite song of hers from the trio. One of my favorites from the Fleetwood Mac catalog called Hold Me, which, oddly enough, came out in 1982, the year yours truly came into this earth. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon, probably next week in all likelihood. And as always and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis and Uncle Sid live. sorts of stuff. Heck, I there's a there's even a Oh my god, the quarterback is toast. This has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York, shared with the world.